Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Waiting on reparations, yeah, it's obviously fresh. The podcast where hip-hop and politics connect. What? It's a little mix between culture, music, history, songs you should be listening. And topics we suggest. Yeah, we'll get it all addressed. That's when we talking with a guest, dope night. Lingua Franca, you be rocking with the best. Ha. Leave them gobsmacked, y'all stop that debating. Yeah. Check the podcast, I Heart Reparations. Listen to Waiting on Reparations on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Open your hearts, losing your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling to messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it. Ah, yeah, you are invited. Ah, needing therapy? I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's Hey everyone, welcome to Couples Therapy. I am Naomi. <laughs> My name is Andy. And we are a real life couple, a real life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we bring you the very best sets from our live show where we have comics who are close to sets together about their relationship. We also sometimes shake it up with a little advice, a little in-studio interview. You know, we keep it fresh for y'all. How you doing, Andy? <laughs> was good. I was, no, when you were doing that, you were just goofing around. Yeah. And it just, uh, my heart swelled. You love when I goof. Yeah. That's I think what it's keeps a, us closed. I know. When we when goof with each other, that's really what it, that's the spice of our relationship, goofing. <laughs> spice of life, goofs. You guys. <laughs> I love when you, when your brain, I can see when your brain is changing gears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I don't know where else to go and I'm like, let me get back on track. I don't know what's happening. And so I'm like, flip, flip, flip. Man, that's why you got to take some more improv classes. I do not need to take more improv classes. How dare you? When's the last time you had a 501 or whatever they talk, whatever they're called at UCV now, advanced Honestly, improv? Honestly, I When's can't the last time? even remember and that's how I like it. Oh, I know. The last one you had, Rachel Bloom was in it. And so that's how long ago it was. That wasn't my last class. And that was like a level three. No, that was a 501. I don't believe you. At and UCB, honestly, the fact I that saw you're your class me show in Chelsea. You see, he want to come over here and tell me my memories. That's a damn shame. Hey, speaking of memories, Naomi. Ooh, tell me. We have many memories to share from the past <laughs> week with our listeners. Little yeah. fun tidbits. You know, that's what we like doing yeah. up top. Sharing some tidbits, pulling some tidbits out of the tidbit jar. 
Yeah. Unwrapping them and feeding them into our listeners' mouths. <laughs> oh, God. Feeding them into their mouths. You know, and hey, thank you, UCB, for giving me the ability to oh think of that kind of imagery God. on the fly. You are like on this improv tip right now. <laughs> but uh, many things have happened to us over the past week. Number one, we were in a lift. <laughs> So, yes, we do live a fast, high-rolling lifestyle that is dynamic, that is full of experiences uh, that are unparalleled. But Andy and I, it wasn't just that we were in a lift, but we were like, we were coming home from a party, and it was about 11-ish. Andy and I hopped in the lift, and what, like, really cracked me up, we get in the lift, and the driver basically thinks we're, like, about to go home to someone's, either one of our houses, and hook up. Because he literally says at the top, he's like, he's like, I got some gum and mints in the back, you know, if you want to freshen up before the party kicks off. And I thought that was like so funny because <laughs> it was just like, first of all, I've been together too long to be trying to freshen my breath. It is what it is. We're in it to win it. But also it was just like so intense and presumptuous. And I feel like if anything, I'm so used to us getting the opposite reaction that people don't think we're a couple, that they don't understand what the connection is. Yeah. That it was so jarring to have someone just be like, y'all about to fuck, right? <laughs> it was so hey, crazy. do you guys want some nuts and popcorn before the carnival pops off? That's less sexual, <laughs> but it is implying we're going to have a fun time. You guys want a personal pan pizza or some tokens before the Chucky... Cheese gets animatronic. <laughs> what is in his car? <laughs> He's got personal pan pizzas and tokens. You know what would be amazing? And look, Lyft just went public. <laughs> Before they did, they slashed all the drivers uh, per ride fees so that they could oh. make themselves more lean. Yeah. But you know what? how they could make up for it? Tell me. Small pizza ovens. <laughs> in the cars. In the cars. In the cars. Standard. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unlimited pizza for both drivers and <laughs> riders. Ugh, how fun. How obese we'd all become. Ew. But also, I wouldn't eat a pizza from a stranger's car oven. Right, right. I wouldn't eat a car oven pizza. And you know what? I That's what I call yeah. standards. <laughs> it's about standards. It really is. I feel like we also had another moment this week where I was like, wow, I don't know if I love me enough. Because we- I don't know if I love me enough? My, I don't know if I love myself enough because, guys- we did find a new apartment. Yes, yes, yes. If you've been with us a while, you've known the saga of the you YouTube know. drummer. We don't have to get all into it, but you know. Even though they've moved, it's still not a great place to live. <laughs> and so we were like, it's time to make a change. And we found a place, and we were like, we just got to jump on it. And so we we um told our current landlords that, you know, we needed, we you know, here's our 30- You got to give a 30-day notice. Yeah. And we we're like, here's our notice. Bye, bitch. <laughs> not really much nicer but we basically have a nice relationship with them no we were like goodbye um but to the point where they were also very um upset that we were leaving and wanted to know what they could do for us to stay and i was like burn this place to the ground and rebuild entirely um do but, something about the ants correct but the, when we were talking to them the entire time uh our landlord referred to me as michelle easily <laughs> four times in the conversation and I did not correct him. And that's what I mean. Do I not love me enough that I let this man call me by a former first lady's name and didn't say a word? He also called me Barack. So <laughs> I would you say. You wish. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Do I wish, Naomi? You know how many drone wars? Please <laughs> keep it light. No, but it is. I, I, the first time he called you Michelle. <laughs> I just thought he was like I. It just I'm like oh he couldn't have. He, yeah yeah yeah. We've no. been his tenants for almost two years. There's no way he called you Michelle. And then the second time I was like, he called you Michelle. What's that about? <laughs> and it was, but also not only did he call me Michelle, but um, his wife, who also helps him in the running of things, and by helps him, I mean, receives text messages. Um, and Andy was there, and so it was literally there were th two other people who also bore witness to someone not calling me by my name, and none of us said anything. I was like, does the wife also think my name is Michelle? It was really, really jarring. And so literally as soon as they left, I was like, okay, I am not sorry about leaving. This man don't even know my name, and he been cashing my checks for two years? Their, their talks, their private talks, they're like, I don't get it. I thought Michelle Obama 
was married to the president. Why did she? <laughs> why is she dating this weird white kid? Exactly. Kid, is, by the way, they refer to me as a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he. Well, it's so funny though because he. My name's Michelle, but he certainly knows your name is Andy and loves you. He was like, Andy, can you stay? You're so smart. You're so clean. Andy, I want you to stay. He maybe said that three times in the conversation. I didn't realize you had made such an impression in this man's life. Mm-mm-mm. How are those tidbits, Naomi? <laughs> so, listeners, were they delicious? Were those delicious tidbits? Do you love those tidbits? Oh, God. Now it's Were they tender? It, tender? <laughs> oh, Lord. Got to have some tender tidbits to start off a podcast. But you know what else you have to do before you start a podcast? Tell it. You got to do some housekeeping, Naomi. Because you know what? This show is also a live show, and if you live in Los Angeles, you gotta come out to one of these if you haven't. Come if on, you, if you For do come Saturday out, Saturday of every month. If you do come out, come out every week. <laughs> You'll only see our show once a week. <laughs> once a month, I mean. But if you come out every week, yeah, you'll get see, in the habit. Yeah. Get in the habit of coming out, and so it won't feel so jarring. <laughs> and then the first Saturday of the month, you're already out, and you're like, "Let's do it." Very excited for the next one, though. It is May. Fourth, Yes. Saturday, May 4th, 8 p.m. at the Virgil. Martha Kelly and Michelle Balloon are going to be on this one. If you've seen Baskets, you know Martha Kelly. If you're a fan of stand-up, you know Michelle Balloon. It's going to be great. These two women are old friends, and they're super hilarious, and so I'm sure they're going to give us a wonderful, wonderful set. we got a ton of other great people just waiting for the confirm- the email confirmation uh, from them. It's happening, guys. It's so we can't happen. announce it yet, but you got to come out to this. And if you go to CouplesTherapyPod.com, that's where you can get tickets. You know what else you can do at CouplesTherapyPod.com? Tell it. You can see a phone number that I will also <laughs> give you now, which is 323-524-7839. And with that phone number, what you're going to want to do is call in and ask us questions, all right? Relationship questions, friendship questions, questions about the N-word. Honestly, we're taking it all in. Please, not that last. We've, <laughs> we already answered one on Trayvon's episode. So let that be... The answer to all <laughs> questions that deal with that. Yes, but for reals, you know, give us a ring, and you know, if you leave a voicemail, we'll maybe play it on the show. Yeah, we'll answer your questions. Hey, also, you know what, Naomi? And I'm psyched about this. We have a Patreon now. If you give five dollars to us, yeah. you get two extra episodes a month. That's just me and Naomi in our living room talking to broadcast quality mics. <laughs> uh, just dishing. Yeah, just dishing, just catching up. Dishing honestly. some tids. No more tids. <laughs> Um, and we uh, will happily give those to you again, just five bucks, you know, less than an order of mod sticks. You'll get two bonus episodes of this podcast. So if you're interested, go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod and also hit up couples therapy Hey, you got some dates coming up? Oh, yeah, baby. This weekend. OK, the weekend that you are listening to this episode, I will be at Comedy Attic in Bloomington, Indiana. Please come out, honey. Show some support. Never been to Indiana. I'm nervous. So come on out all weekend. That is five shows. I will be giving you comedic life. What kind of state gives birth to both Mike Pence and Pete Buttigieg? Honestly, Indiana contains multitudes. (laughs) And I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Again, I know it is the same weekend as Infinity War, but find a way to make both work. Honestly, two days in a weekend, baby. So do it up. Hey, I'm very excited about today's episode. We got some sets that... Couldn't fit into other episodes. Yeah. And we're finally bringing them to your ears. One of them is from a show we did in September in New York last year. Yes. This first set, you guys, is from Christina Hutchinson and Corinne Fisher. They are comedians, writers, and co-hosts of the podcast, Guys We Fuck. You were on that. I was once. And you know what? They got a wonderful story for you guys that you are going to love. So get ready, baby. Roll it. Hi, guys. You're like listening very intently as if we're going to give you some wisdom. We're not. So (laughs) just be very aware of that. Uh, Craig and I, we've been a comedy duo for what, eight years? uh, Eight, yeah. Eight years, yes. (gasps) It's like our comedy duo anniversary. In in December, maybe? No, September. Oh, September? Because it was after I graduated. Oh, well, happy anniversary. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And we've been doing the podcast for five years. Right. Seems like eight, but yeah, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> five and years, yeah. There, the first time we ever went to take a trip to LA, I was very excited because uh-huh. I, never, I never went there for business. It was always to Pleasure. see my uncle. Oh, yeah. So that's, 
This is like kind of pleasure. I don't really know. <laughs> Your uncle's very nice. He is cool. He's he comes cool. to shows and he wears our merch, none of which is appropriate for an adult yeah. man to wear. And maybe if you're gay, but if you're straight, definitely yeah, not. Sure, right. Definitely sure, not right. appropriate. Um, Sexually and, explorative. Yeah, you just. <laughs> You just don't want a straight white guy walking around with a shirt that says sexually explorative. Yeah, you're like, oh, <laughs> big belly. I'm going to stay away from that guy. Thank you for yeah. wearing your red flag on your merch. Yeah. Real appreciate it. It's like you don't even need an Amber Alert when someone's wearing that shirt. That's true. <laughs> That's true. We should remarket those. Yeah, um, they're taking a kid. Okay. <laughs> but when we first started doing the podcast, we were asked in LA to do, do a live podcast as part of like a festival. And we are like, okay. And then we were supposed to get a guest. We didn't. We yeah. couldn't get one. Yo, it's <laughs> no not one like we, we tried, just no one wanted to do the podcast. Yeah. They were like, this doesn't sound, this guy sounds fuck weird. sounds like a dumb podcast. Yeah, you sound like whores. And uh, we don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't wrong. Yeah. So we show up to this uh, festival, what? and by that they meant they put a table and two microphones in the back of a pub in downtown LA. <laughs> it was an Irish pub. Yeah. And it smelled like an Irish pub. Yeah. And when we walked in, there was this huge foam like you know headshot yeah i'm just a woman and we this woman yeah and we kept very pretty yeah radiant beautiful woman and we kept seeing uh pictures of this woman kind of all around the bar and we're like oh is this the owner like yeah someone who is important to the owner maybe she like got famous she like used to work here she got famous that was this was our things that we were thinking (laughs) um and we were like who's that lady because her face like her giant headshot was in an easel like right as you walked in like it was like a presentation i was like what the fuck okay who's this there were some candles that should have tipped us off yeah we asked the owner and they're like oh that's that's Deirdre and I was like oh okay who's that does she work here and she's like yeah she did and then she died in a rock climbing accident tragically um, she liked a couple days ago she wasn't good at it so yeah Uh oh she had died and I was like oh my god that's terrible like and the the way that the podcast live podcast table was set up is like our the table is like right next to this giant headshot of of, of a dead lady. Of Deirdre. Yeah. And so we're like, this is going to be difficult. So we talked to our people, which is just a guy who worked at a comedy club who came with us because I was yeah. having sex with him. And <laughs> and so... Oh, yeah, you were having yeah. sex with him. Oh, John. Aww. Miss you, buddy. Um, he's engaged that. to someone uh, more suitable. Um, <laughs> they always do. You know, they always Don't do. Don't you hate when they get you like that? And you're like, oh, no, that was a better choice. Yeah. <laughs> That's the worst part, realizing when that. When you agree. Because it's a fight with yourself for a little bit. You fight with yourself about it, and then eventually you're like, yeah. Yeah, I no, I saw, photo, I, I saw a photo, and I was like, oh, no, that seems much better. <laughs> it seems like a way better time. <laughs> He's smiling in pictures on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good, jo- anyway. good old John. Okay, um, so, oh, God. I about that. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. And so, and then they wouldn't, they wouldn't let us like move the table, and they were like, "No, you have to do the podcast right Wait, next like, to the easel just, of Deirdre." Can we remove these? This, the, the headshot just like a little bit. Yeah, just I, the right. It feels bit. disrespectful talking about like getting fucked up the ass next right. to this one picture of a person who just died tragically. Right. And then he's like, "Well, we can't do that." And then these this couple, older couple, walked in, and he goes, "Yeah, we can't do that." Um, and then he pointed to this older couple, and he's like. Those are Deirdre's parents. Um, they wanted to visit the bar that she worked at. This uh, was the first time they were back since her death, and they sat in her booth, which was exactly in our eye line. Right like, there. Just like, right exactly. Like, just they couldn't. And we're like, can't they sit anywhere else? I'm like, no, that's that's her booth. And I pulled the the guy aside, and I was like, maybe, you know, can, can at least someone give them a heads up about, like, the topics the of content. discussion yeah. that we talk about? Because it feels so disrespectful to talk about this in front of, next to her headshot, and then in front of her parents. Right. It's right. just an L of hell. And it was bad. Yeah. And he's like, I'll talk to them. Because he understood, like, that's weird. And he went and talked, and he comes <clears> back, <throat> and he's like, no, they're going to stay. They actually, they want to watch the show. <laughs> So I got hammered. Yeah, we got very drunk. I ordered like one of those like tiers of appetizers. (laughs) And I was just like fucking pounding mozzarella sticks. I think I ordered two double whiskeys to just have on the table. Oh, I feel I just needed it there. I was like, we have no guests, but we do have a dead woman's parents (laughs) making a journey here tonight. Yeah. It didn't feel great. And like it was also it would have been better if any other audience had showed up, but it was basically any other audience. (laughs) It was like 
four alcoholics who would have been at the bar anyway, and then her parents. And they, man, they are good watchers. They, they were very looked focused. very upset. Very focused. I and I'm the kind of person like I cannot, I can't say some like I can't say crude things in front of like the kids. I can't if like there's a kid at the show. I have I redo my act. I can't. I can't. can't oh, I don't. Do they it. shouldn't be there. They need to learn. <laughs> What kind of a parent brings their kid to a stand-up show? What a dumbass move. (laughs) You know, I don't know. I don't uh, have a puppet. I'm not Jeff Dunham. (laughs) That's true. Well, and I was like, okay, this is going to be for a lot of... Oh, that was too much for Brooklyn. (laughs) Jeff Dunham fan clubs in the back Jeff Dunham fans, huh? How dare she? (laughs) We, uh... So I got very drunk because I knew that I was going to, like, censor myself and I knew it was going to be awkward and uncomfortable because no one would know why I'm doing it. So I just got wasted. And boy, we just... We started asking the regulars there that were, like, already tanked at, like, four in the afternoon, like, hey, have you ever done it up the butt or like what we just started talking to them right yeah yeah I think that's what happened it wasn't our best work but it wasn't our worst work it wasn't so. our worst it wasn't our worst it wasn't our worst work there's a lot of that and we, ta- we yeah we talked about gross sex stuff for like an hour a lot of cum yeah we, well, we had cum. to fill in the time so yeah and we're like you know when you get cum in your hair and it dries and then I would look over and there's Deirdre's parents looking all sad right. I'm like sorry I'm sorry like when you oh, when God. someone's dick is soft and you can't get it in the vagina even though they tell you that you can you're like it's, oh this is like putting like, putting in a keyhole what are yeah. you doing it's like putting Play-Doh through a buttonhole. It's you know? like a, At a and, certain you know, point, you're just like, no, it, it physically won't go in unless you get a little hard. <laughs> like, I don't, there's nothing, I, this is not me being mean. <laughs> like, that's true. You know? it's just, that's just facts. <laughs> not being mean. And then, so we wrapped the podcast and it went, like, we got through it uh, and we're pick, like putting our stuff together and the uh, mom and dad walk up and the mom looks at us and she goes, Deirdre would have loved that. <laughs> And we hugged, and it was great. Oh, it was great. Had I known that that was going to be the reaction after the thing, I would have uh, gone I mean, harder. I was yeah. that worst stuff. Oh god. So I, but I was still very stressed out by that. I was like, she had to look at a photo of her daughter while we were talking about getting jizz in our hair. Just terrible, terrible. Um, and so, um, I, so I'm the kind of person. Like later that night. Um, we, we went out, um, but went out to a, a man's house um, that I never really met. I met him on Twitter. Well, I feel like when someone's on TV, He's, you don't need to know them because you, you kind of know yeah. them already. So I used to have this job at this real estate company called Core, and I was the receptionist. It was in Chelsea, and it was an all-glass building, so I could just see the street. And I'd be sitting at my desk all day, and I would wave to people. I was friends with, like, Jerry O'Connell. He would wave to me as he went into the subway. All I'm the like, celebrities huh. of Chelsea. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I saw Kim Kardashian once. She oh, didn't look cool. at me, but yeah. that's okay. I saw her. And uh, so I remember one time Horatio Sands was walking by, and I just waved at him like I knew him. And he's like, oh, hey. I'm like, no. And then I followed him on Twitter immediately, and I was like, oh, that was weird. And then we started talking. Yeah. And then when we were in Los Angeles, and we had that weird day with that dead girl's photo, you know, and her parents, I was like, we should hang out and smoke weed, because I didn't know where to buy weed yet, because I didn't really go there. And uh, I was like, let's hang out with Horatio Sands. He lives in L.A. Yeah, and I'll just say yes to anything, which is I need to stop doing, because (laughs) for, like, just a lot of reasons. (laughs) But he has a really cute dog named Raisin. So. Yeah, yeah. So we, uh, so I, we were talking on Twitter, and then he gave me his address, and I was like, he gave me his address. I mean, Christina's continually shocked when men give her like information. information. <laughs> she thinks that she just has a lot of adult men friends. Like I've had to get her out of situations so many times when the guy's like trying to fuck her, and I'll just yeah. walk. In. I'm the biggest cock block in Manhattan. Yeah, one time I like went out for drinks to talk about comedy with Todd Berry and I had a text to Corinne to like come over. Because you know Todd so Berry's always reaching out to 28 year olds who have the guys we fucked podcast. Yeah. You know what? Maybe he should get, she could give me a punchline for my special. Yeah, hearing you say it I'm like, yeah, that wasn't a lot. That wasn't logical. Uh, Bill so, Burr just hit me up. <laughs> he didn't. He's married. Chris Rock wants to have martinis. <laughs> you know what? I'm so naive. I'd be like, oh, he wants to talk no, to me. Like he, he wants to pick my mind. No. Um, no, he does not. Um, so <laughs> we went to Horatio Sands' house, and it the, like the neighborhood, like going up to it, it was very windy, and I'm I never really drove in Los. This is my first time driving in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we went to his house, and it was very bachelor patty, like you know, a lot of uh, tapestries, separating rooms, beaded mm-hmm. curtains from Spencer's gifts, and we were smoking <laughs> weed. But then I was like, oh shit, I have to drive us back, so I, I stopped smoking weed for like thirty minutes before we left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't smoke weed, but I also don't drive. So I was like, this seems better. This, yeah. 
This seems like a better option. So we hang out and we get back in the car to go home, back to the hotel, and I the GPS is telling me like make this left. And I go to make the left and I the hill is so steep. I couldn't see the road. All I could see was the front of the car and I was like, Corinne, we're gonna fall. We're gonna fall this I can't drive down this road. Corinne, I can't drive down this road. I can't I don't know what to do. And she's like Like I was sober, but it did feel like King Dakar. Like the time, you know, like it was not Thank was, you. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, I told you don't. I said yeah. just turn around. I was like, what yeah. do I do, Corinne? She goes, just go the other way. And then the, <laughs> and then the GPS, it'll reroute. Roads I'm usually like, oh have options, God. yeah. So I went another way. And then there was all these hills. I'm like, we're going to die. But I didn't say that out loud because I didn't want to you know, scare you. I mean, you. I saw that it was coming. Yeah. So it was And it we, was turn in this, we turn in this one road that is almost just as steep. And it's one way. And it starts to turn into a dirt road. And we're on this like really sharp turn. And, and then all of a sudden, at the end of this road, there's a house. And I was like, this is a fucking driveway. Yeah. So, and I realized I can't get out of this driveway because it is a complete turn on a yeah. very steep hill. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there are these trash cans <clears throat> that belong to this house, and I'm trying to maneuver out of this driveway. If we fell off, if the car had fallen off of this driveway, it's a cliff. It is yeah. a cliff. There's a little bit of pavement and then a cliff. Well, at one point, I looked out the passenger side window and I go, I don't want to alarm anyone in the car, but one of the tires is hanging off the car. And, and so I, did, I, I said it just like that, too, because I try not to, you know, make things worse and than also, they are. And also, mind you, this is like 2 a.m. on a Tuesday. Yeah. And so I try and back up, and then I, all of a sudden I hear, go, I hear Corinne go, hey, you're going to hit that. And then this giant trash can, I hit it with the rear view mirror. It is full of glass. Yeah. And it tumbles down this mountain. Like, whoever lives here, like, they only drink, like, very expensive, like, Martinelli's apple juice and, like, cans of tuna and olives. It was the loudest fucking garbage so I've ever loud. heard in my entire life. And I was like, oh, no, what do I do? And this woman, this very thin woman... Very tall, looked like a supermodel. She was very hungry. Out. She hadn't eaten anything that was in that garbage. Someone she else comes did. out as I'm trying to back up. She's like, "You're just gonna like knock someone's trash can off of a mountain, and you're not even gonna fucking pick it up." And I was like, "I'm so I, I feel so bad all the time. I, I'm so sorry." She's like, "You're not gonna pick it up," and I was like, "I'll pick it up." And I get out of the car. I'm in this like sunflower dress, floor length sunflower yeah, dress. And there's like a little staircase going down to the mountain. So I go down to the mountain and I try. I'm like scooping up broken glass shards and putting. My hands are bleeding so bad. I'm oh, you think back. that's bad? It gets worse. Because because she was picking up glass shards. I would have rather done that. I was trapped in the car on the mountain. <laughs> she couldn't get out because she fell off the cliff. Yeah, and I couldn't get out. The mad lady, the mad skinny ladies outside taking fucking Snapchats. Yeah. She's videoing us. Place, and we're like, it's a rental. Ease up. Um, <laughs> and then she goes back inside and then all of a sudden uh, her uh, boyfriend emerges uh, and he, she's like, he's going to help you get out of the driveway. I don't know if she just like took some medicine when she went inside, but she was a little calm. No, remember she came out. She came out twice. Once to yell at us to take our pictures and then the second time yeah, she, she goes, went back in and then she get yeah I'm really sorry yeah um, I was really rude to you she tapped I, her I, chakras I gotta you know a lot of people do this to our driveway yeah I shouldn't have yelled yeah and then she just walks back in I'm like that doesn't help but then the, yeah then so she sends her boyfriend out and like he is hot and not wearing a shirt um, no, and he gets in the car with me so I have to sit in the car <laughs> at two in the morning with a strange man so who's very hungry girlfriend is gonna be pissed all night and he but he had How was it did he talk to you he had the best energy honestly <gasps> really? so LA it was so great he was so calm and centered oh. I don't know like I think he was your just, situation was better he than was mine. just used to well I mean it was terrifying when he got in but then I was like oh this is really great his energy is good and he pulled it out and then and then he was like he was having trouble himself and I was like trying not to roast him but I was like well I mean like how do you get out of your driveway <laughs> and he's like honestly it's pretty hard <laughs> and I was like thank you sir yeah and then he got us out and then we drove home and we survived yeah yay and that, that was, was our first of, time working in LA and one of 10 times I've almost killed Corinne <laughs> thank you guys thank you bye hey guys we're back hope you enjoyed that commercial i enjoyed it unless it was for something i didn't approve of <laughs> i enjoyed it but not as much as i enjoyed christina and corinne you know they really made me chuckle that's a tender friendship a tf a tender tf friendship yep <laughs> <laughs> tender tidbits hey so i was i was thinking let's do their set again um 
they were talking about like how they bonded over doing this terrible show together. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, you know, Naomi, you and I have been performing. I be, I was in a band in college. We've been performing for decades now. Woo. Is that true? Oh God, I just got over a, combined decades. Quick flash of mortality. Oh. <laughs> I just imagine myself as a skeleton. So uh, I was thinking, you know, I used to, my friends, Mike and Jeff used to host a podcast called Worst Gig Ever. Mm -hmm. What if we talked about some of the bad shows that we did? There's always something fun in the misery. (laughs) You know, uh, what is it? Uh, Comedy equals tragedy uh, plus a lot more tragedy plus. Plus. uh, Fluids. A smile. (laughs) I don't think that's really what they say, but we'll allow it. Comedy is just tragedy wearing a smile. (laughs) <laughs> I think that's a very good phrase. I think that should be on t-shirts. Yeah, I think so. Comedy Head to the merch store, everyone. It's just tragedy wearing a smile. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, it's like the poster for us, but it's a uh, it's a tragedy mask, and then they're pulling off the comedy mask. Wow. God, Man, Andy is so I'm good so at, fucking uh, good at this shit. Creating content, marketing campaigns, imagery. It's like, you're a regular Don Draper. Um, now tell us, come on, kick it off. Tell me your first gig. Well, I thought about, here's the thing. I thought about talking about some like bad, you know, I used to be in a sketch duo, uh, and we wrote incomprehensible sketches. Oh, so I, I remember. <laughs> I saw through the sketches to the man underneath. Thank you. Thank you, Naomi, for doing that. Cause who knows where the fuck I would be. <laughs> but I, I'm like, you know, a lot of those were bad and a lot of them were bad by like, we made them bad. <laughs> so I was thinking of more of like when I was, I used to be in a Casio pop band mm-hmm. in, called Harm in mm-hmm. college. And one of the shows, the, one of our first shows, you know, you're always doing bad shows if you're in a band, <laughs> <laughs> especially when you're starting out. I remember uh, the first summer we were together. So this is freshman, we formed freshman year, me and my friend Kyle. And we went to, um, over the summer, we all, we went back home. He went to Harrisburg, and I went to Reading, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And in Pennsylvania, in Reading, I think all over Pennsylvania, there's a department store called Boscov's. Great. And there was some festival in the parking lot of Boscov's in Reading. <laughs> and a friend, a family friend from Temple was like, why doesn't your band play? Oh, my God. So they scheduled us into this festival, <laughs> and- I don't know what it was. We were under these tents. I think they were just trying to sell some surplus, like boogie boards <laughs> and towels and stuff like that. And they were just having people play music or like. I think festival is a strong word when it takes place in the parking lot of a department store. Oh, yeah. This wasn't Coachella. <laughs> I'm like, okay, a festival as much as an afternoon. Yeah. This was Schmochella. <laughs> and how did it go? Well, by the time we were playing. Um, they started packing up the chairs. We recorded on like a small tape recorder just to hear it. We mm-hmm. recorded it. Yeah. And you could hear this like thwacking throughout the entire. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I are set <laughs> as they're, like, stacking these chairs in the background. There's, oh. like, maybe 10 people watching us. Oh, and are they your parents? Are... No. Okay. So no one's parents were there. It was just 10 randos. At yeah, point- wait, why didn't my parents come? <laughs> Uh-oh, sorry to unpack that trauma. <laughs> I think my sister was there. 
And what time? You said they're stacking up the chairs. So what time is this? Is oh, this would be like four in the <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> the festival is over by four. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, no. That is, you know what I call those, you know, when we say worst gigs, when we say worst gig ever, I'm always like, it is a humbling moment. Uh-huh. That's what I call humbling. I definitely, I've had those. You know I've had those. The gig is up. <laughs> I did... Listeners, I will tell you my truth that I did once perform a stand-up show for the young nudists of America. Uh, I think that was their name. And it was in a theater in winter in New York City. You know, and the the draw of this is that, you know, when you're a nudist, winter is kind of a dark time. You know, there's nowhere to be out and be naked. Too cold to do it. So they're like, what are some fun- in- the Polar Bear Club? That's <laughs> well, close to- <laughs> It's as close to naked, but it's not as relaxing. And they were like, what can we do? So like, let's do a comedy night. And they did say that clothing was optional for the comedians. Um, needless to say, I was the only female on the lineup, and I was fully clothed. I mean, most of the other comics, there was like, I think, one male comic who got naked. But Sure he did. Of course, <laughs> of course he did. But the rest of us were clothed. But I will say, you know, again, this is my early days of stand-up, and I did it because I think it paid $50 or something. And I was like, I'm going to get paid to do comedy. And I was very thrown. How many flappy wieners did you see? I saw so many, you know, and it was a range of ages. It was a range of ages. All right. These were, I think you, I also think people tend to, it's only until they're a little older that they are that comfortable with their bodies. So I was really, I was seeing penises in the winter of their life. You know, I was. Old wieners, young wieners, middle-aged dongs. (laughs) It was Here is the first of my many songs. I don't know. <laughs> and it wasn't just men, you know, it was it was everyone there. But it was um it was just so funny because there was like constant there were baskets all around with towels because it was very crucial that before you sat down you put down your towel. And it was oh. like if you didn't bring your own towel, you could rent a towel. So it was like a lot of towels. Oh, that's stress. how they get you. <laughs> yeah, they get you in the towel rental. And it was just like so much towel. And then you know, it's just funny because, of course, there's that old saying where people are like, picture the audience naked if you're nervous. And I'm like, I'll never do that again. Once you've actually seen an audience naked, it won't bring you peace. And so it was definitely it was definitely what I would consider a rite of passage in my comedic upbringing. Picture, now I picture the audience with way more clothes. Oh, definitely. And full parkas. Yeah. yeah. Or, or just says skeletons. <laughs> That's as naked as you can get. That's as naked as you can get. Yeah. Hey, a real nudist club would kill themselves and then somehow get their I'm like, skin, their skin and meat flayed off. Because uh, you don't get more naked than your skeleton, baby. Okay. Now oh. put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> oh my you don't get more naked than your skeleton, you... comma, baby. Comma, baby. Baby on the back. Uh, hey. <laughs> So do you have anything that tops performing for nudists? Yes, I do. Uh, Mostly it was a show where uh, the reason it was bad. Well, there are many reasons why it was bad. One of them mostly was me. (laughs) Uh, But we, so this band Harm, Mm -hmm. you know, we're playing around. We opened for Death Cab for Cutie. This is early on in Death Cab for Cuties. Of Montreal. You know, we're doing it. Yeah, you're hitting those streets. You're getting your name out there. And I think our senior year of college, we get invited to CMJ, which is the College Music Journal Festival. Now, this is a real festival. That's what CMJ stands for? Yeah, College Music Journal. Never knew. Go on. In New York. And, you know, it was happening at like 30, 40 venues around New York. Yeah, it was a big deal. I saw the Jade Tree Showcase, Naomi. Promise Ring played. I don't know what any of that means, (laughs) but I'm happy for you. No, but we got invited this, and, and, um... I was not an adult yet. I mean, I was an adult in the eyes of the law okay. and my rabbi, Correct. but not in the <laughs> not emotionally an adult. Mm-hmm. And uh, our drummer was in another band uh, that was on an actual label, and they had a showcase too at CMJ. And it turned out that their showcase was at the same time we were supposed to play. Now, what? what? We, yeah, it just turned out like because this is a nightmare. They're not coordinating. Now, here's the <laughs> thing: an adult would call the people who were putting on their showcase and be like, hey, you know, the drummer's in both of these bands. It turns out we're, we don't have control of our showcase because we're just at a club with a bunch of other bands and they just put us there. But you have control over the line. Is there any way we can finesse this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely. 
Uh, that's what an adult would do. That's what an adult would do. They now, would try. what did I do? You threw his drum set in the trash. Close. <laughs> I screamed at our drummer to make oh, them change it. Jesus. Because I was like, this is such a, like, we're we're going to New York. We're playing in front of all, like, this, at this big prestigious festival. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is like a our, our coming out, right? This is really like we're this is we're a real band, and I was so repressed and strange that yeah. I couldn't just say like I could and just like unacquainted with how humans should go about actually mm-hmm. doing anything in the world. Uh that I I couldn't you know I couldn't just do what a normal person would do, which is like even like to say like to our drummer, hey John, do you think you could get them to switch it? I, that would be a normal thing. It was like a dem- it started out as a demand and it didn't get better from there. Um so John's like he says like well you know what honestly I'm just a screaming lunatic and he I'm not good in the story by the way. I'm not trying to like Oh no, of course. We're I'm not thinking- laughing. We're not like sitting here like in the future being like oh Andy, you were like a monster. Ha. <laughs> it's like no, Andy, you were a monster and uh, a fucking asshole. Oh no, I was thinking as you're saying I'm like oh, I'm glad I met you when I did. Cuz if yeah. I met you a moment earlier, you would have probably been my nemesis. <laughs> well, I I was humbled by grad school. I think that really like took a lot of the shittiness out of me. <laughs> You know what? It happens when it happens. So and apologies. Glad it happened to anyone I dated before, during, or before grad school, <laughs> which is most people. Uh, most of my dating relationships, yeah. uh, most of my dating history is what I mean. So anyway, the point is, uh, John is like, well, you know what? Uh, they're they're the. It's not the exact same time. Mm-hmm. You know what? I can jump in a cab right after it's done and get there just as you guys are starting. Okay. If you set up my drums and everything. Yep. Uh, so we're at the, it's uh, in the East Village, I think, the Bag It Inn. Do you remember yep, that? Yep, vaguely. We set up, you know, we set up the keyboards and the guitars mm-hmm, and everything. Mm-hmm. And the time comes for us to start No John. Oh my God. And we're like, all right, well, we'll just start off with a Casio beat and we'll start playing. No this John. Is, this is a nightmare. First song ends, No John. Jesus. Second song ends, No John. We're just like sweating. And the whole time, if, if there was a video of it, you would just see us like playing the instruments and singing and everything, but everyone just looking at the door, waiting for John to show up. And he just didn't. Oh my God. He just God. blew us off. Rightly so. Because I, well, well, why? Because I was such a show? jerk about it. I was a jerk the whole trip. We, Is this we, also the trip where you got locked out? Yeah. So we, we get to New York. We're staying with my aunt in Jersey, in Wayne, which is like, you know, half hour jump from New York. Uh-huh. And, but we go to New York first, and then we're going to drive back to my aunt's house that night. Because uh, we, we have free passes to see whatever show we want Of at course, CMJ. of course. You're going to live it up. So uh, Kyle Parks, Kyle is my co-song person in the band. He We park in this garage, and none of us, it was, Kyle didn't see this, but also none of the rest of us saw that the garage closed at midnight. So we, we go, we hang out in New York, we go back to the car to drive to my aunt's house at like whatever, 1230 or something. And the garage is closed till five in the morning. Oh, what a time to be alive. And so I scream at him. <laughs> God, why were you screaming at everybody all the time? Well, I was repressed. I was. No, you obviously weren't repressed because you was getting it out by screaming. Well, no, I was repressed with every other emotion. Oh, God. This is all not a good anger. look. I'm saying like. this. I know, you know, but I'm just like, I can't believe. I, it's You know what? You, and you know what? We saw Kyle recently. You are still friends with these people. These relationships have evolved, matured, and mended. But my God, you were just screaming. Is this back in your long hair days? No. Oh, God, no. Long hair days ended when I was in high school. Oh, okay. You guys, Andy used to have long hair to his shoulders. Okay, fully luxurious. And I feel like, oh, my God, Andy, can I post it on our... Sure. Uh-oh, sorry. I did cut it. Nope, I said Sure. <laughs> Okay, guys, on our Insta, at Couples Therapy Pie, you will get a photo of Andy's flowing long locks back in the day. Ugh. And it will stun you the way it stunned me when I saw this picture at his parents' house. And I have to share this moment. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, so the worst gig ever was most, I would say, like 95% because of my shittiness. Yeah, it's also like your worst gig is like the multiple parts of one main gig. I didn't realize you also lost the drummer and got like locked out in the same trip. Honestly, to be young, to be foolish. You guys, we're going to go to a quick commercial. I got to 
jump off this building while you're at commercial because <laughs> I don't feel good about telling that story. Let, I do not. I'm not going to let you jump. I respect you and your evolution as a human. You guys, we will be right back. My name is Kimberly Drew. If I've learned anything in my years of studying and uplifting black artists, it's that we all have the power to create something beautiful. That's why I'm pleased to introduce you to people who have broken down boundaries in fencing and helped to create the first ever smart store. They're a big deal, and it's time we give them our attention. Listen to Your Attention, Please, a Hulu podcast with iHeartRadio on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's inspired by Your Attention, Please, now streaming on Hulu. Watch for a fresh point of view on Black history. And we're right back. And we're right back. I didn't jump, Naomi. Andy's still here. I'm still, (laughs) the shame is is palpable. It's all right. Am I flush? You look look a touch flush. Yeah, I feel ashamed. You know what? We all make mistakes. I used to be trash. I'm still trash. (laughs) You are. Hey, no, you're not. I will not let you say that on the mic. And no, no, you're not. So there we are. And in that place of warmth, we're going to bring you another fun, magical set. This next set is from hilarious friends and comedians Greta Teitelman and Esther Steinberg. Greta hosts the storytelling podcast The Worst and co-hosts the weekly stand-up show Blair and Greta Show in Los Angeles every Tuesday night. You've seen Esther on shows like Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and Adam Ruins Everything. So let these two girls get together and tell you about their friendship. Roll it. In love. We're so dramatic keeping our <laughs> outerwear on. Honestly. I know. We, we are friends because our coats are our personalities. <laughs> um, we want to talk about the beginning of our friendship when yeah. I first met Greta. I yes. didn't know who she was. I didn't it know was, who Esther was. It was actually on a podcast and we're sitting there and everyone's talking about whatever the topic was, you know, podcasts. And... <laughs> Somehow we get into the topic of vibrators, which I thought was my specialty. <laughs> Little did I know, Greta That's over here had a lot to say about vibrators. It's my specialty. <laughs> I fuck myself constantly. <laughs> That's what we found out. And I had just bought a Wee Vibe at the time, which... Does anybody know what a Wee Vibe is? Yes. It doesn't get a lot of applause. No, it doesn't. The front row is like, It's a miserable, clampy contraption. Well, hold on. It's made for you and your partner to share pleasure, okay? Except, hence, we vibe. We And me, as like a codependent loser, can't even buy a vibrator (laughs) for myself. I'm like, but it'll be for both of us. (laughs) We can share it. But you didn't like the we vibe. It was horrible. So basically, it's a clamp. And like part of it, you're, yeah, part of it goes in and part of it goes out. (laughs) And it was miserable. And so, and very expensive. It's inexpensive. The Wee Vibe is expensive. You're looking at 150 plus. Yes. Yeah. And it's waterproof. But then I met Greta and she was like. I was like, it's all about the Lilo. (laughs) You're willing to spend that coin, get that waterproof for your pleasure vibrator. (laughs) Submerge that thing way underwater. You can go scuba diving with that. (laughs) You need a vibrator you can scuba dive with, bitch. So she gets into my (laughs) mind. At first I was like, I got the Wee Vibe. Like, I love vibrators. And she was like. You need to get write this down, Lilo. I was like, you better get those Lilo, you fucking bitch, or you're gonna be living a life of hell. And then she got it. But I did not I didn't do the conventional like, let me just go to Babeland. This was all in New York, by the way. It's it, the other side of the country. Sorry, and you actually don't understand our friendship because it happened <laughs> not here. So I know. It's crazy. It's like we've been abroad or something. It's so, not it was uh oh not here. And so I went to this place, Babeland, and it's almost impossible to return vibrators almost impossible you shouldn't be but able to i Esther should not have been I able can return to return or revive i will i if you honestly can return after anything sh- because you make the salesperson want to kill themselves yes so i walk in and i have my wee vibe with me and i was like 
is there someone I can talk to <laughs> that's higher up? Like I start oh, oh, right off the bat. I'm like, is there a superior here? <laughs> and then they're like, what's up, girl? You here to buy a laminator? And I was like, no, I'm here to return or exchange for Did a Did they limo. ask you if it was used? Of course. I said and to them. And you lied to them. No, I didn't. I said to them, look, I tried. <laughs> I tried to use the Wii Vibe, but it made me bleed. Wow. <laughs> it didn't make me bleed. It just didn't make me come. Which is honestly one and the same. Yeah. So <laughs> they're like, well, um, 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 and I started to like tear up. Actress. I used my acting skills. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, the damage that this toy has done to my family. <laughs> and they were like, we never do this. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> but we will allow this one return store credit and <laughs> thank you so much i will take the lilo <laughs> <laughs> but i have recently graduated to the womanizer yeah you like the womanizer <laughs> which is a suction cup so instead of like a yeah it suctions it goes your whole <laughs> vagina slurps it in it does it's not crazy. suction your whole pussy it just your, your clit yeah you right. it looks it like a, it looks inside. like a fancy lipstick and you pop it open put it on your clit and it just you know my problem with vibrators and sex toys in general for me is the noise like i just sometimes get embarrassed that like a motor is running in my bedroom that's like what upsets me about it and like i'm trying to get there in my head i'm like john stamos yogurt commercial like let's go and then i hear like and it takes me way the fuck out and if i had a suction cup that's like <laughs> It takes me out. It doesn't. Though, That's why you gotta listen. fuck the tub. <laughs> That's why you gotta fuck the tub. The womanizer. You love it. Has made me come a hundred percent of the. <laughs> the only thing that's made me come one hundred percent of the time, ironically, also a womanizer. Wow. <laughs> But That's at this good. point, it's a German device. So the Germans finally did the work and they did the research on the female orgasm. And now I feel like we can safely forgive them for everything. <laughs> I'm like, we'll call Esther's it like, even. As, as Esther Steinberg, as a woman named Esther Steinberg, I forgive the Germans because they invented the womanizer. Yes. As a woman named Esther Steinberg marrying a man named Noah Garden Swartz, I officially forgive the Germans yes. for their sex toys. And that's beautiful. Yeah, we I forgave you. the Germans for Giselle, even though she's Brazilian. <laughs> Whoops, okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Greta did bring up my engagement. He yes. was supposed to be here tonight, but he can't make it, which is why I ditched my ring tonight. <laughs> Esther was like, fuck this. She popped that thing off. She was like, let's fucking sell it and go. And I was, I was like, like, give I'm me here for a it. bus boy. I want to flirt. Yeah, she's ready to go. It's just, just the taste of a flirt tonight. One time I took Esther to get a spray tan. Oh, yeah. I did learn about spray tanning. From me. From Greta. <laughs> Which is honestly such she a trash She was like, do thing. you want to go to the Bahamas? Or even better, look like you just... <laughs> I was like, do you want to get sprayed in a weird tile uh, room in Union Square and it's very cold and a strange girl who goes to NYU will do this for you? Yeah, and she's like, how much money do you have? Great, put it on credit. <laughs> you leave smelling so bad, but oh, you, you can't gorgeous. even you can You can't wear clothes because it will stain all your clothes. She's nodding. So you kind of have to like wear like airy, shitty clothes that you don't want to... They don't care if they turn orange. Oh. And then there's the girl. Then there's the girl. Who? Sweet, sweet girl. Stares at your, like, Spaffles shivering your naked body. body. And it's cold air. It's, you like, know what cold. I love? They offer you to contour your abs. Did they offer you that? No. And I'm like, contour the fuck out of me. <laughs> I leave with, like, dick lines <laughs> and, like, a fucking 12-pack. <laughs> My face is a fully different shape. I'm just like. <laughs> the magic of. The contour. Bronzer. Br br the, the color beige. 
yes. on a white woman. You know, <laughs> fluorescent, really. Wait, um, I would like to talk quickly because Noah's not here and I'm not a six foot five man. <laughs> Who's gorgeous? Noah's gorgeous. Well, I always say that he has the three things I've wanted in a man. And I have them too. Tall. Yep. Jewish. Yep. Dead mom. Yep. <laughs> I'm the same, just a little bit shorter. Noah and I are essentially the same. Dead mom. I'm half a Jew. He's a full Jew. Yeah. But still, the dead mom thing, you know, once you have a dead mom. If you you're find united, someone with a dead mom, marry just, them. <laughs> We're very vulnerable and very emotional. Like, I will join a cult. Like, that's the kind of person that I am at this point. But also, if I planned a wedding with you, I don't have to worry about your fucking mom. That is true. My mom, like... Yeah, no, that is true. My mom's just, like, out of it. But honestly, it's she's worse because it, you need to worry she's about still me. still kind of there, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Now, like, my, since my mom's dead, the wedding would just be about me. It's like, it's not, oh, it's not about that bitch. It's about me, bitch. It like, should be. I wedding know. should be. I feel like I'm wedding planning right now. And Wait, I've been, Esther I've just been told me wedding. about this. The, the fuck room in the synagogue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So yeah. we're having a very, very, very Jewish wedding. <laughs> the theme is Judaism. <laughs> no, actually, which means it's, it's on a budget. No, um. but it's beautiful because the synagogue that they're getting married in was the same synagogue. Noah he, was bar mitzvah. Yes, we love he that. became a. Isn't that cute? He, he became a man, and now he's becoming a married man. But the whole thing is, once you do the ceremony and you break the glass, which, by the way, is a reminder of the destruction of the temple. <laughs> No, 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 no. It's so that you live a beautiful life. No, it's about the destruction of our no, temple. No, it's to remind I'm, you I'm how so fragile marriage is. It's scary. <laughs> okay, so then after you do the ceremony and you walk around the man, everyone goes to the cocktails where all the Jews are like, oh, free food, guacamole is a little dry. And then, you make wait, hold on. Your impression of a Jew eating cocktails? <laughs> They're like, they're like, oh, is this kosher? And it's like, everything's kosher. Is this kosher? What's in that? And they're like, everything is fucking kosher. Do you kosher. remember the evil villain from How Candyland? much? It's free. It's a fucking wedding. Do you, remi- do you remember like the evil like licorice villain from Candyland? Yeah. That's what that voice is of that man. Like with a cane, with like a long <laughs> mustache being scary. That's who's at the wedding. So while they are picking, <laughs> while they're picking through the sushi... The kosher sushi. Yeah, it's real. Um, me and my hu- my husband. There's a room that you're supposed to go into to have your first fuck. What is it called? The rabbi's office. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, what Which you- traditionally is just for taking whiskey shots. But what um, were you saying? You were like, we're gonna go and stuck. We're gonna stup. We're gonna stup. 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 Stup, I guess, is a Yiddish word. I didn't know that not... <laughs> I say things. I walk around town. I'm like, I need to schlep to stup. And everyone's like, you need to take it down 11 I like, notches. I understood. the rest of us hate you. Merry Christmas. I understood the spirit of stupping. I, like, got it when you said Stoink. that. Stoink. What? Boink. <laughs> We f- we it's make the Jew- Jewish sex. I know, but I thought it's stup. <laughs> it's all pubes. <laughs> all hair. <laughs> no genitalia, all hair. Yeah. It's just the hair comes together. <laughs> it's a bush meets a bush, and then we throw matzah on it. It's disgusting. <laughs> and that's beautiful. <clears throat> I remember before, before Esther and Noah came together, I was talking to Noah. And he said to me, I'm never going to get married. Did he say it like that? Or was he like, yo, son? He was like, he was like, yo, the crazy thing is. I never get married, yo. No, but he said, he said, I'm (laughs) never going to get married. I'm never going to do it. Never, ever. I don't believe in marriage. Don't believe in monogamy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not joking you. That weekend, he goes away and meets Esther. That's a real, real fact. Well, I was dating someone else. And you cheated on that person. And then I cheated on that person. <laughs> and which honestly, is weird because our relationship started because I cheated on that person. So, But that is actually the origin of love. <laughs> that is the origin of love. 
Yeah, it is true. So he took like an eight-hour train to Rochester to see me, and I was like, while I was performing, and I was like, you know what? You can open for me if you want. You can do five minutes on my show. And then he got rock fucking hard. He did. We had (laughs) so our first night together, we had the best sex, and we have been working up to that ever since our first time. You'll get there when you shut up in the rabbi's office. The rabbi's office. Although everyone's like, we'll bring you a plate of food because that's the time that you actually really should be eating. And me and Noah were like, should we eat? Should we have sex? <laughs> the questions that lie before us as a married couple. But not tonight because uh, I don't know. Because you popped that ring off and we're going out in the town. <laughs> yeah. Um, you guys, this is just, let me tell you something. When you meet a friend and you connect on sex. <laughs> Sex toys. That's Sex a friendship. Toys. And a friendship that you shouldn't let go. Oh, oh my God. Can I please return and I, this? And I just found out that I'm on Esther's invite list to her wedding. It's so a, that's it's, really cool. She just got off the maybe section. I just, so. this show I think got me off the maybe and onto the yes. So like, honestly, bless. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys. <laughs> thank <amazing>. you. <laughs> Turning vibrators. <laughs> I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can support that move. No, absolutely not. Is not allowed. Cannot happen. But you know what? Esther put it out there. She used the safe space of the stage <laughs> and told us one of her truths. So we have to accept it. We don't have to like it, but we can accept it. Honestly, though, in this episode, who has the who said the most shameful thing? That would be me. Yep. And I think I. You know what? I'm proud of you. And I'm proud of you. Honestly, you have to, what do we always say? Name your shame. Okay? So in naming your shame, you will be relieved. You will release it. You are not that man you once were. It's true. It's true. You know what? That is, and there are people who have done worse things in oh, their lives certainly. Than, than me. That's the most milk toast. <laughs> kind, being uh, an angry person in an indie rock band is the most <laughs> milk toast kind of like awfulness. Definitely. I never... Got drunk and threw a bottle of whiskey at a wall. <laughs> oh, I, that would be good in a biopic. Um, I've never Jackson Maine done anything. <laughs> I never, you know, I never went, Naomi was doing her stand-up, and I never walked on stage drunk and pissed myself. That's true. That's true. And for that, I'm grateful. Um, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Did you have fun, Andy, after the shame part? Uh, I had fun up until the shame part. Because okay. when we were talking about like what we would talk about in this episode, I didn't think through uh, how shitty I was as a person. <laughs> I was just like, oh, yeah, that was like the, one of the worst gigs we ever did. Let's talk about that. And then as I'm telling her, I'm like, oh. I did that. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> well, all right. I'm the worst gig ever. <laughs> so Andy's going to sit in his feelings for a little while. I'll prop him back up. And we will see you next week, friends. Hey, uh, before we go, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. We're on social media. All the social medias. <laughs> so find us. Thank you for listening. Bye. Young world, the world is yours. It is I, OCT, the producer of the Baller Alert Show podcast, featuring none other than myself and the kid Ferrari Simmons with your favorite Ethiopian Sue Solo. The Baller Alert Show podcast is here for you, keeping you in the know with the latest of your favorite celebrities, current events, and providing free games to the listeners in need. So join the talk of the town because it's going down. It's the Baller Alert Show podcast, baby. Don't, don't you ever forget. <laughs> only cover the latest in entertainment but we bringing you the entertainment directly from the source that's right we have celebrity guest hosts exclusive interviews and it all goes down on the bother alert show podcast we are your number one source for the culture so like dj Khaled says don't ever play yourself join the conversation today head on over to the ball alert show and join me ferrari simmons join me Sue solo and it's all produced by me oct on the baller alert show podcast available on iHeartRadio app on apple Podcasts, or wherever you Get your podcast. Hi, I'm Tom Colicchio. I'm a chef, a restaurateur, food advocate, and the host of the new podcast called Citizen Chef on iHeartRadio. People might turn on the news and see the stories about the pandemic, immigration policy, or healthcare. Icy stories about food. 
On this podcast, we'll tour the current political climate, looking for inroads to food wherever we can find them. From the supply chain, and we hear that Tyson might be closing another plant Monday in Tennessee for to labor. Here's an executive order on immigration. We want Americans to have the jobs. We want Americans to have the health care. We want to take care of our citizens first. And disaster relief. Our systems cannot handle true disaster, this pandemic. That is the reality. These are the stories of our food. Episode one of Citizen Chef is available now. Subscribe and listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.